You're listening to The Truth Flirts, a brutally honest podcast all about the highs and lows of dating, presented by me, Mel B. This series is brought to you by Dating App Badoo, the place to date honestly. Today we're talking all about rejection in an episode we're calling It's Not Me, It's You. Are we still hurt by ghosting, left swipes and getting dumped? Or are we more resilient than ever before? Joining me today, I've got two guests who I'm sure will provide plenty of entertainment and maybe a little bit of insight. First up is someone who knows a thing or two about heartbreak. She was all over our screens this summer as a Love Island mum of the villa until a split with her partner led to an emotional exit from the series. I'm very happy to be joined by Amy Hart. I'm also joined by founder of fashion magazine Tings London and former TOWIE star Vass J Morgan. Well, thank you both for joining me. Thank you for having us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We've got a lot of topics to cover. So I want to start off asking you both this. Um, have you ever been ghosted by someone you've been dating or have you ever ghosted anyone you've been dating? I always say I've been ghosted so many times my phone is like a Ouija board. No! <laughs> there is nobody out there. I've checked, I've checked. Um, but yeah, no, I always get ghosted, always. Why is that, do you think? I think... Boys, like I've found, boys nowadays, they just want someone to text and then when they've got someone more exciting to text, then they'll just stop texting. Right. And because they don't have to see you, it's, I mean, it's a bit different if you work with them or whatever, but if you have just met them on an app or in person and started texting, they never have to see you again, so they can just stop texting you. Right. God. Hit that. How about you, Vass? Yeah, I always get ghosted, like, when it comes to meeting up. You know, like, I always, like speak to people online and stuff and then I'll go to like where they are because I travel so much so I'll, I'll message someone who's in LA and then when I get to LA I'll be like hey I'm in LA and then they just disappear but they'll be talking to me every day for like the four months when I'm in London and right. as soon as I'm in the same city as them they disappear happens to me so much and then what is your response back even though they're not going to respond back to you I do get you have super to aggressive. send like a text to say I know what you're doing and that's it actually from my end first yeah, I get really aggressive. I'm like, look, I wasn't looking for a pen pal. Like, I, I want like a real, fr- I want a real, real life connections. I'm not right. really sure what was going on here, but like, let's meet today at two. And then, and then <laughs> like, you block them, so you get the last word. Yeah, basically. But the worst part is most of these apps now shows you when they've seen stuff, right? So right. it's like I can see them going seen, 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 and I just keep <laughs> writing more and more and more until I'm like, okay, this is really embarrassing now, block. I turn my blue ticks off on WhatsApp, not so that people couldn't see when I've read it, so that I don't see when people have read my I've text. I've done that too just now. Just like, I feel bad. And like, like, I think, oh, they probably haven't read it. <laughs> I've done that too now as well, because mm. of that exact reason. I'm like, oh, God, everyone annoys me. So a Badoo user has sent in this scenario so listen to this met a guy when i was out and about and after five minutes chatting he jumped in his car and told me to follow him to a nearby shopping center and on the way there i was driving behind him and he basically jumped to red light to run away from me <gasps> how harsh is that that is so dramatic like why wouldn't you just say to them yeah it's not working out actually no i've probably done something similar but why wouldn't you just tell somebody from the get-go look it's not working out I don't do something like that. I just think naturally as humans, we're people pleasers. Mm. Like it's right. a natural thing. And I think you don't want to upset someone. You're like you're scared to see people's reaction to like the truth. So naturally you lie yeah. or you like get your way out of it. Especially if you think you're never going to see that person again. It's a natural reaction. You have to really sometimes check yourself and be like, actually, it's probably better to just be like, this isn't working. And be honest. And be honest. Yeah. I always say that when you decide that you want to stop seeing someone, there should be an exit survey um, where you list the reasons why. <laughs> And like, <laughs> so like I said, like, like 
you know, like a like a ratings thing. So then, so then you can improve because you're never going to meet the right person if you keep making the same, same mistakes. mistakes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Good I've point, gone pretty actually. like far into like a scenario before because I don't want to like leave. I felt bad, you know. Oh, but then isn't that worse for the other person at the end yeah, of the day? No, but you just can't help it. Oh. Now that as I get older, I've tried to stop that and I would actually, I've walked into a date before and known straight away this isn't for me. And oh, so you like, stopped it this there This isn't and then. for me, there's no point me sitting down. I, no. I went on a date and he went up, I literally met him, when I sat down, he went up to get the drinks and I texted my friends, like, there will not be a second date like that early. I knew. Yeah. And they were like, well, leave then. I was like, I can't because it, it's rude. But it's probably nicer to just leave, you know. Yeah. But that means that you both are just maybe way too nice. Yeah. So what's the worst way either of you have been dumped? On national television. <laughs> That's an obvious question. As I was saying that question, I was like, I knew she was going to have a comeback no, for that. No, 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 no. Actually, the worst one was, obviously, I used to be cabin crew, and um, I was texting this guy, really liked him, met with him a couple of times. Um, he'd messed me around a bit anyway, but because of my mug, I still really liked him. And um, he was going to New York, and the last message I ever got from him was him moaning at me because I hadn't got him an upgrade on his flight to New York. Oh, but he was going out weird. there to see the other girl he was seeing. No. And it was only when I started seeing stuff on Instagram of them together, I was like... Put two and two together. So he wanted me to get him an upgrade on a flight when he was going out to see the other girl he was seeing. Oh, that's really uncool. Very uncool. How about you, Vass? I've never been in, like, a relationship where I've called someone my boyfriend, so I've not been dumped like that. But I was seeing someone who I had very deep feelings for and I flew him to LA where I was living at the time and he wanted to be a model and I had a photographer friend of mine so I introduced them and then they ended up being together no. and they're still together now. Yeah. So you've all you both had pretty yeah. not very nice situations. Now do you think that that makes you a stronger person or a more open-minded person or a more gui- a guarded person? For me I think that I just I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I remember I went on a date with a guy last year and I was driving home from the day and I was so, like, elated because, like, it was such an amazing day. And I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, no. Like, because this is, like, I know how this is going to end because he's really, really nice at the moment. So I know how this is going to end. I think I'm quite sceptical. But someone messaged me on Instagram and said to me, when you go on dates with people, don't tell them about how badly you've been treated by guys in the past because then they know that you're, like, that's how you've been treated, that's what you're used to. So right. it gives them the option to do that. So, so don't and, and also, And also, don't say things like, you know, um, oh, people think, because I said on Love Island, people think I'm either too much or not enough because you know, people think I'm too full on because I give everything or, you know, I'm just not enough for them type of thing. They're like, don't say that because that's, that's showing your bad points. Just don't talk about what people have thought about you in the past. Just sell yourself. So does that mean then that you've had to change your approach to the first date round? Yeah, well, I haven't actually been on a date since then, but I'm ready to, when I do go on a date, like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about anything that's happened before. And if people ask me about my like dating history, I'll be like, let's not talk about that now. Like, let's talk about the future. Well, what's what's your approach? I don't know with first dates. I find first dates so uncomfortable. So you don't give too much away or do you wait for that person to engage on that level first? I think I give everything away. <laughs> yeah, do. I think I give absolutely every, every single first date I've ever been on. I leave thinking I'm definitely in love. This is going to be it. Like married, like I see the complete future ahead of me. And then two days later, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit over it now. That happens to me every single day. But then does, doesn't it make you want to gather all your information from all the good dates and the bad dates and figure out like an in-between of what works for you and what doesn't work for you? 
I think I've hit a point where I feel like, because I've never really been in a serious relationship and I'm like 30 now, that I don't know if it's desperate, but it's like, it, feel, it feels like a, a, a form of desperation where I feel like I need to be with someone. So I feel like every day I go on, I'm like, this is the one. And I, and I make it work. Like I make the date right, work. Right. Like I find all the good points in that person and I sell myself to that person so, so that it works. But how many dates in do you think that, that the other person actually, you do sit, have a sense of who they actually are? Because on the first couple of dates, everyone's kind of on their best behaviour, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And it's only after date like four or five, you go, oh, do I like that? Or don't I like that? Yeah. Then everything is revealed a little bit more. I try and be myself in the first date, like my full self straight right. away. I've learned that as I've got older, that there's no point wasting time. So you think that that works for you then? That works right for me. Yeah. I, I used to rehearse my messages with my friends. So like a guy would text, I'd plan what I wanted to say, send it to my friends for editing, and they'd send back their edits, then I'd like do the edited version and send it back to them for the okay, and they'd send it back, and then I'd send it off. And then I realised, like, I can't do that in person, so I actually need to send what <laughs> I think. So, yeah. And if they don't like what I think, then that's fine. But then if you're getting negative feedback time and time again on the first couple of dates, do you change yourself or do you just like say to yourself, I'm not going to see you again? Or do you kind of have a bit of a balance, a go-between? I don't know, really. Like, I find as well, with my old job, um, I was away a lot. So I think boys don't have a very long, or the ones that I meet don't have very long... um, attention span in that I meet them on a date we're like yeah I've had a really nice time they're like when can I see you again I'm going through my roster like mm, three weeks time and then in that time they've met someone else oh wow right so so then how do you gauge it so say you get a match who do you think should start sending the like flirtatious messages first does it come from you or do you think it should come from the other person like how do you how, what, what's the ideal way for it to play out I think it could be either now, couldn't it? Like we said, like we've been campaigning for equal rights for years, so we probably should do our bit and send the first message on dating apps. Um, but I'd be too scared, I think, because I think, like, why would they want to go out with me? Type thing. So you're still insecure? Come on. Yeah, yeah I know. Chewy. I mean, get it together, you're gorgeous. You are. Yeah, I think anyone should send the first text. I don't think it matters anymore, like, gender and stuff like that. I think women, like you said, have been campaigning for equal rights. Like, women should step up now. And I find it really attractive with my female friends boss up and they're like, walk up to a guy. Because you know what I was saying to Amy earlier is that what women don't understand is that men are so insecure. They cover it it more. Women are more honest about their insecurities, whereas men cover their insecurities of like bullshit behaviour and being super confident and hanging out with the lads. But they won't go up to you first, but they want to. And I've walked past so many boys or men on the street before and like looked at them twice and then gone home and thought, I should have spoke to that person. What a waste of time. Because the worst thing that can ever happen is they're going to be like, no, I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. And like, my day continues. My life continues. They weren't interested. It's not It's not about me. They just weren't interested. I'm still great. You see, on that thing, so a friend of a friend fancied me. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying to him, well, why don't you ask her out? Why don't you ask her out? And he was like, no, like, I'm too scared because she might say no. And they were like, she won't. Like, we've asked her and she likes you too. So just go and ask her out. And he wouldn't. So we were at their wedding so I went up to him and I was like, apparently you fancy... I have a couple of wines, obviously. Um, apparently you fancy me, but you don't want to ask me out because you're too scared. And he was like, mm, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll ask you out then. Would you like to go out on a date at some point? And he was like, um, uh, uh. And then I was like, do you know what? 
if he can't even answer me. <laughs> it was too terrifying yeah. at that point <laughs> after all that. <laughs> me bullshitting up with my fascinator on it. All right. Because <laughs> I do think that men have gone through the mill. You know, they've been told to be a gentleman. They've been told to, to be assertive. So I don't really think men know where they stand with mm. women yeah. or whether it's correct for them to make the first move or not or to say the first flirtatious thing. So I do think that men have a hard rap yeah. these days in trying to figure it all out. And, and what's appropriate to say and what not, what's not appropriate to say and you don't know who you're talking to, whether they're going to get offended by this or that. Mel, are you someone that would make the first move? Well, I do like a man to be a man, a man, you know, but then having said that, I have had a five-year relationship with a woman. So we kind of met in the middle when it came to romance and the first moves and telling each other how we feel. So I've had like the best of both worlds, but... Uh, yeah, I'm very aggressive on stage, <laughs> but I'm not very aggressive in making the first move because I just think it should organically happen. So when you're with a man, you like to be like the woman. When you're with a woman, you you meet in the middle. I'm still a is woman. That, is that normal? <laughs> no, I, no, I know you're still a woman, but I mean, I always get confused because my sister's bisexual and right. I always get confused. And she's, she dated a woman for 10 years and now she's with a guy. And her, her ex-girlfriend is like really butch, almost looks like a boy. Like, right. and she's likes to be the woman, but now with her boyfriend, she's quite masculine. Like, it's weird. Well, I've always had good matches. Like, my ex-girlfriend, she was just very much like me. Yeah. A little bit of a tomboy, just would say whatever she thought. Very, That's very nice. European attitude, very kind of well-travelled and cultured up. And then um, <laughs> the relationships that I've had with guys, it's not that I want anybody to be aggressive. I think if you're really confident in yourself and you know who you are, that's really attractive to me. You don't have to be aggressive and make the first move. You can kind of sense if you have a good connection where it's going to go. It so you're kind be... of the same with everyone. Yeah, doing. I think I kind that's of am. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Now, have you ever been catfished? I have been. So really? actually really bad. Because I'm obsessed with that show. Obsessed with it. Well, this it. was like, I think this was in the Facebook day. So it was before all the apps and stuff. And right. I was talk, and I was like not comfortable with my sexuality yet either. So like I would go online to like explore my sexuality. And I was talking to this man for a good two and a half years. No! From Manchester. And like it was before Apple had FaceTime even because it was like 10 years ago. So I don't even know why I never thought to go on Skype or anything like that. But we were just texting back and forth and we'd even speak on the phone for like hours at a time for like two and a half years and then he just disappeared the Facebook just went down number changed and I was like in a panic like oh my god like I've lost the love of my life this is so upsetting and he just disappeared and then I just never ever ever saw or heard from him ever again now did you discuss that with your friends as this was going on because no, two and a half years is a very long time I didn't because I was like not out yet so right, I right. didn't discuss it with anyone I kept to myself but then Randomly, I was in a club in London. And you bumped into and him? And I bumped into him and I went up to him and I was like, hi. And he looked at me like, what the fuck? Hi, like what? And I was like, hi, Eli. He's like, no, that's not my name. My name's this. And I was like, what? And then like some girl walked over and like, I, I realised they were together. And I realised pretty quickly that it was his photos, but it wasn't him. Right, And right. I was like, so I told the guy, I was like, I've been speaking to you for two years on the phone. And he was like, I'm really sorry, it's not me. <laughs> so his identity had been stolen. Yeah, it had been stolen. So I, don't, I still to this day don't know who I was speaking to. Now, did you send that person money? Because usually when you get catfish, no, no. they do also. I know they do that. Yeah, they of, no. do. If, that, if anyone asked me for money, I'd have... I'd have one of my red flags would, right. would come up straight away. How about you? I haven't, but I saw a story the other day about this lady who'd like lost 40 grand <gasps> on Facebook and her husband is going to stand by her. She's like in her 70s. That's really evil. So wait, she's been catfished, not yeah, no, in no, a relationship. relationship. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. How's that work? Well, she she like, was having an affair then. Yeah, we're like yeah, an online affair, and she gave all this money, and then but her husband is going to stand by her. Wow, that's a good husband. I don't mm. know if I could do that. Have you ever experienced breadcrumbing? That's when they send like little messages every now and again, isn't yeah. it? So they kind of string you along. Oh yeah, um, and give you little bits of like hope all but, the time. Yeah, I had I had a guy who um, I was texting for quite a while, and then he ghosted me. But in the t- and then he came back sort of like four or five months later to start texting me again. But in that four or five months, he would like every single post I put on Facebook. See, that's confusing as and it is. My friends were all like, "It's so that." He's still got a connection with you. So then when he eventually comes back, once the girl that he's currently seeing goes off somewhere else and he comes back to you, he's he's maintained that sort of contact with you. Yeah. So that he's got that connection as well. Uh-huh. It's like actions speak louder words. My dad always says that when he was dating my mum, if he wanted to see her, he would have to go to her house. And if he wanted to speak Old to her, yeah. he would have to either go to her house or phone the house phone that was in the lounge where everyone else was. Whereas now... Like, you can, like I say about what we say about pen pals, like, I've got so many pen pals because yeah. they just want someone to text when they're bored. Yeah. Um, and they can, they can say, like, oh, yeah, we should definitely meet up at some point. They don't have to mean it. No, they don't mean it. Because it's just, it's just words. But there is something kind of confident. Say if you're a really shy person. Mm. So dating apps and DMing somebody gives you that security and confidence almost. So it does work as a positive for some people, yeah. but then some people misuse it completely. I think dating apps are absolutely brilliant for allowing you to interact with people you would never cross paths with in real life it's like perfect because there's people on the other side of the world that could be your soulmate that you'd never necessarily meet but i feel like there comes to a point of a dating app where you have to take it to real life Mm -hmm. like the dating app's there to make the connect to make the like actual connection but then to actually take that further is up to you as a person and if you're going to sit there still messaging on a dating app six months in it's not going anywhere right. like, I feel like you should use a dating app meet someone and then arrange to meet for a date otherwise my, there's yeah. never going to be a success story my friend always said that um, dating apps were like the casting process Yeah. so you match with everyone then you start talking and within like two three days you need to narrow it down to three and then you get their numbers then you whatsapp them for a couple of days and then you meet up with two and then you pick one <laughs> but then before that don't you also want to go on their Instagram and see what yeah. their life is like even though some people have a very fake life on yeah. Instagram I would always want to check that mm. alongside the dating app I went on a date with a guy once and he was like Amy we need to talk about something first of all and I was like right and he was like now I've been through your Instagram and there doesn't appear to be any pictures of you skiing um, I'm a little <laughs> bit worried that you don't ski and I, was like, that's quite funny. and I was like I don't but I'm willing to come do the app race ski he's like okay as long as that's fine then we can continue with the date <laughs> that is funny all right well that'll do for part one stay tuned we'll be back in just a moment let's talk about online dating So I'm sure you've heard of catfishing, when a person takes someone else's identity and pretends to be them online. Yeah, creepy, right? Well, fear not, guys. Dating app Badoo has a seriously high-tech account verification system that checks everyone's profile to make sure they're a real human being. So you'll never fall in love with a phony. Now, what's the worst date you've ever been on, both of you? It sounds really shallow, but I really love beautiful people. And if I'm attracted to someone, I find it really difficult to see past that on a date. And I always think, like, I've got such a good personality. I'm okay. 
Like you just have to sit there. I'll I'll do the all the work on the day. So you don't even care if they're interactive verbally with no, you. They, they sit there and look pretty. You're fine with it. Yeah, and then like three dates in, I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna work. Like, so dating apps are past... good for you. So you get you can have that yeah, conversation back exactly. And because on real dates, I just sit there and I'm like, oh my god. And I would just stare at them and just be so enamoured by how they look and then I'd just forget to talk. But that's not a worst date. That's just somebody just looking well, at another guy. That's most of my dates because they don't talk. Like, most people that are good looking don't have personality. Oh, God, don't say that. It's hard to find that. both. There's no hope for us. Shit. <laughs> it's true. It's really hard to find someone who's, like, good looking, got their shit like together. I to think and there is good... people out there that are good looking. Well, I've been actively searching. Um. So if you are out there, my, you DM me immediately. I'll be checking. How about you? What's your um, worst date? I've been on loads where the boys just have no, like, can't string a sentence together. And I think for me, the most surprising one, I'd say, is that I met this guy on the plane, like, first class passenger, like, Really like quite good looking, taller, like a lot older than me. He was like, I'd love to take you out for sushi in London. I was like, Oh, yeah, lovely. So we arranged this date for like four weeks later when he was back in London. In that four weeks, I met a guy who was not my type at all, like real, like I don't know how to describe him, but completely the opposite to the other guy. And I saw him the night before and then I went on this date to like the sushi in London so I met this beautiful restaurant, the nicest dinner I've ever, ever had. And all I wanted to do was be back in this other guy's house there eating pizza on the sofa. And I think we're conditioned to be like, you know, if you say to your friends, oh, this guy's taking me to this really expensive restaurant in London, everyone's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I was there and I was just like, this is this like isn't isn't for me but then didn't that make you think well actually now i know i want to be back with that guy yeah. rather than this guy yeah that, that's, so that's what i mean was yeah good. yeah it was good, good but good it's, it's really surprising because you you're conditioned to think like oh well that that's obviously gonna be my favorite day is going to this amazing restaurant with this guy and, and actually it was yeah, the worst day yeah <laughs> well, have you ever had a bad dating experience <sighs> I wouldn't call my dating experience bad. I've only been single for like three and a half years. And your I'm whole raising, life? Well, your whole adult life? No, well, I've been married for 10 years. Yeah. And then I was engaged for a few more years before that. And then, so I've always kind of been in long-term relationships. So the idea for me dating, it scares me a little bit, but the dates that I have been on haven't been disastrous because I've always either met them through a friend of a friend or they've been in the celebrity circle. So I've always felt quite safe and it's always been on a very respectful level. So, so far, so good, but I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that but is dates a good haven't thing. gone bad because you've married them or got engaged <laughs> no, to them. No. <laughs> so it's so far, so good. Now, what's your biggest turn off on a date? My biggest turn off is any mention of like my celebrity friends, like my lifestyle, anything like that. And it happens constantly. This is why when I go on dating apps, I try not to like put my Instagram on there or reveal too much about like who I am because I hate when people go into like, oh, so what's this one up? Like to ask like me about my famous friend. Yeah, right, okay. it really annoys on that me. Level. Like, I'll turn off straight away when that happens. What about you? Um, yeah, not having any banter and not being able to like have an actual in intellectual conversation like I need I'm a talker and I need someone that can talk as much as me just so we can have a proper conversation she says not being able to hold a proper conversation you are having uh, a proper conversation you are I'm rambling um but yeah so I just need someone that can talk properly. right good so there's a bit of backwards and forwards yeah. I hate that when you're doing all the talking but you you said that you don't mind that you I don't mind doing all that. the talking as long as you've got something pretty thing. to look at yeah I love talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Like, me, 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 me. So what do we think about cheating then? Vass, have you ever cheated? I have been in a situation once 
that may be considered cheating, yeah. What does but, that mean? Well, I was seeing this guy from Spain and um, we were like seeing each other for like nine months. And then I was on his Instagram once, like just searching and I went and scrolled back, back, back. And he he was posting loads of pictures of this other guy. And I was like, oh, it must be his friend, whatever. I just didn't really look into it. Then randomly, the other guy DM'd me on Instagram. Whoa. See how easy it is these he days? He DM'd me. I don't even know how it came up, came about. And then I ended up meeting up with him. And the other guy was his ex-boyfriend of four years. And then so I started seeing the ex-boyfriend. Oh. I can't believe I've just said that. <laughs> I sound like the whole, I was really young. <laughs> But at least you're honest enough. And was was that guy an, a nice guy to be dating after that situation? Or did, did you feel bad? Well, the one that guilty? was originally dating has never spoken to me again. So that but, shut that one down then. Yeah. But the other one I started seeing for a while, yeah. Oh, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. But I still love, well, not love, but I still like them both a lot. See, do you, have, do you think that there's ever, this is a really horrible question, that there's one person that can just satisfy your every need and that's why we keep on going on these dating apps and jumping from relationship to relationship in search for that ideal person. Do you actually think it even exists? I genuinely believe that. I think it's really unfair to give one human the responsibility of, of satisfying every single one of your needs emotionally, physically, financially sometimes. And like all those needs can't be met by one human. So I do believe, I strongly believe in monogamy because I only because I'm such a jealous person, I couldn't allow someone I'm with to be with someone else because my, I just wouldn't be able to live with it because I'm, I'm, I'm a psycho, I'm a crazy person. I just wouldn't do with it. But I wish I was able to see beyond that because right. I don't believe that it's fair to allow one person to have all those to look after all those needs for you. Because one of my um, really good friends, actually, they have an open relationship and they've been happily married for four years and it that. actually works and they're very respectful and they have boundaries with, with one another. So it can work. No, I admire that. I just personally couldn't do it because I'm a jealous person. But if I could see past the jealousy, then I I think that's an ideal scenario because to allow, to think someone's got to like be perfect in bed for you when some people have very like adventurous sexual needs, you know, mm-hmm. be perfect in bed for you. Plus then satisfy all your emotional needs be there to comfort you emotionally and then physically all the time be around you and then sometimes financially take care of you it's a lot for, to put burden to put on one person that is a lot. so if that person ends up feeling so much pressured and suffocated they do end up slipping and cheating so if they're going off to, i'd rather someone i'd personally rather someone be taken care of sexually by someone else than emotionally like I would prefer my boyfriend to go off have a one night stand and come back to me and it not be mentioned than to be sitting on his phone texting for two weeks someone right because the emotional like, attachment the emotional is attachment the is way more hurtful for me than a, than a sexual one because I I can have sex with someone and it mean nothing genuinely I can like I've had sex with people and not even like remembered much about them after that apart, apart from, from it was good in yeah, that moment it meant nothing it was just a sexual need it's nothing to do with who I am as a person it was a sexual need so I can understand how someone can cheat in that way and I'd rather that happen to me than someone be on the phone going for dinners with someone and then them never touch each other I'd rather well, that's like, a relationship. you're building a relationship with someone yeah. and I find that really hard to to be able to deal with what are your thoughts on that um when I was in the villa and it went wrong for me and Curtis, it was Michael said to me, the thing is, you've got 80% of what Curtis wants and Jordan's got the other 20%, so he's got to decide whether he wants the 80% or the 20% because nobody in your life is ever going to have the 100% of what you need. Right. Um, and someone's mum, one of my friend's mum said, actually, 
when you're young, you have this list, like this tick list, and you're like, you know, like 10 things. And you're like, someone must have all 10, all 10, all 10. And as you get older, you realise that if you meet someone that's got six or seven, like you've absolutely hit the jackpot because nobody is ever going to have that 100% mm. as soon as you get into that relationship. Yeah. But don't you think you can develop that over time and getting to know each other? And that's what relationships are meant to yeah. be for, to be able to work at it and yeah. better each other at the same time. Yeah, and it's whether you like grow together or, or if you apart. can grow yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever checked um, your partner's phone? No. No. God. Oh, my God. What I don't know won't hurt me. Like, I don't go digging for things that might not be there because if you do go digging, you will find something. There is that saying. There is. See, I've checked my partner's phone before in the past. I mean, I haven't really found anything that's made me go, oh, my God. But I've had a little snoop here and there. I mean, if the phone's lying there and it's not locked or you know their password... I don't see what the harm is, as long as you, it's not like a weekly thing that you're doing. Yeah. Now, if you knew that one of your friends was being cheated on, would you tell them? It depends who the like how I, how the friends reacts to certain scenarios because that's happened to me several times. It happens to me all the time. Like one of my best friends, I was in Vegas and her boyfriend was like with another girl. And he came up to me because he saw that I saw and was like, listen, don't say anything. And I did That's a horrible situation to be put in, I And think. I didn't say anything. And I never spoke to the guy again. But I never said anything only because I know the girl would have allowed it. Really? I know really, like I know for, like I know in my heart of hearts she would have allowed it. So why cause all that pain and upset for like two, three weeks when she's going to stay in the house and it's going to go back to normal? Right. But if my girlfriend was the type of girl that would not stand for that and it would really affect that she would leave and like it would actually there'll be change then I would tell her right. I wouldn't allow her to stay in a situation she wouldn't want to be in mm. but this girl she knew what situation she was in you know you see, I don't know if I could hold that in I'd have to hint or say something because I don't think my conscience would let me just let go of it that yeah. easy how about you see there was um, a couple at my old job and I kept saying, like, why has nobody told his wife? And my friend said, well, it's actually none of our business. Like, it's not your place to tell her. Um, and I said, what, so if I saw your boyfriend cheating on you, you wouldn't want me to tell you? And she was like, no, because you don't know oh, the, uh, you don't know the backstory and it would put us in a different position, uh, difficult position because I'd have to choose between you and him and stuff. So, That's yeah, exactly I just like my friend. would rather you wouldn't you wouldn't tell me. And I was going, what? But what if I knew, like, the exact backstory? I knew it was all legit. And so, no, I'd rather you didn't tell me. Okay? Wow. Sometimes it's like what you don't know yeah. what hurt you. Also, kind some of people get embarrassed that their friends now know that they're in some silly, like a relationship that may not seem real. So switching gears up a little bit. Mm. Um, do you booty call? Have you booty called? Or have you been the person that has been the booty call? No, to all of those questions for me. God, no. you're such a goody no. two shoes. Nobody, nobody loves Ames. This is the thing. Yes, they do. They oh, do. look, Vass has got his hands over his I face. I feel like I've been so telling on this whole <laughs> thing. Like, I was going to sound like a psycho. This is the circle of trust. And you know what? It's good to talk about things because there's people that are going to be listening to this going, oh my God, I feel exactly the same way as he does. Or I've done that too. Okay, yeah, I booty call. Good. Yeah, I do. And as long as you know where you stand with that person and you're not going to be necessarily taking them on holiday or introducing them to your friends and family, as long as it is just an understanding booty call, do you yeah. think that's okay? Yeah, I think it's fine. I think, you know, people have sexual needs and if they're not met, then it may cause other problems for me. Now, what is considered <laughs> a booty call? Is it past 10pm? Is there, is there like a, a like window frame? I've like morning booty called, afternoon booty called, <laughs> evening booty called, night booty called. I don't think the time matters. I just think 
If you need your needs met, they get met. I always think of booty calls like a, after midnight. It's, so you've been out with the, your girlfriends. You up text. Yeah, and you yeah. come home, you're by yourself, you're a little bit bored. In fact, I need to find myself a, a booty call. Yeah, they are that good. That wasn't an offer, by the way, to anyone. <laughs> just talking out loud. <laughs> so... Has a one-night stand ever amounted to anything more than just a one-night stand? And by the way, I've never had a one-night stand. Have you not? I don't think yeah. I could. I'm, I'd be way too oh, embarrassed. because you married embarrassed. Yeah. No, even when I was younger. And then you have the like, shower of shame as well when you get home. The shower of shame? The, the shower walk of shame? Of shame. Yeah, you walk home, but then, then, then you get in the shower afterwards and just you have all your thoughts and they're like, what have I done? Why have I done that? I know I shouldn't have done that. And then you get out and it's all forgotten. It's all done. It didn't happen. <laughs> see, one night stand, because you're never going to see that person again, I guess in some ways makes you be a little bit more free. But I have to really know somebody for them to even like start that kind of touching and intimate stuff with me. I have to really feel like I know them and I trust them and feel safe. Oh, no, He's I looking don't. at me like, what? I don't at all. <laughs> From a different planet. <laughs> I don't at all. I call it the walk of no shame because I literally don't, I <laughs> no, no, literally it's, don't it's care. Called, it's called the stride of pride. Yeah, I don't care that's, that's at all. From, that's from that TV show 30 Rock. Stride of pride, like, that's me. It's the stride of pride. So you've had a one night stand, but has it ever developed into something else? Yeah, it has for me before. I've had a one night stand with someone I just met on the night out and then started talking after and like not gone romantic, but we've, been friends right well that's good so then it can kind of yeah. turn into something other than just that one night yeah oh. especially if it was like amazing well usually they say one night stands are amazing yeah. because it's just that one night of passion you can just let loose I barely get any action by the way it sounds like I get <laughs> yeah. so many action this is like so this is like once a year but it just happens to be a one night stand <laughs> So what's the worst drunkard text that you've sent to anybody? We've all done it. We've all sent them, whether it be on a rant, whether it be on a, oh, I love you, and then you have to retract it back the next morning. Like, what's the worst one? You've got your head in your hands yeah. again, Vaz. Mine's really bad. I'm not being honest anymore. Okay. Uh, it's, the, it's better to be honest. Come on. Should I make you feel better when I do mine? Because mine's really bad. Okay. So I'd one of the guys that was ghosting me, um, uh, but obviously was like, uh, breadcrumbing shall we say breadcrumbing that led to ghosting and um, he put this thing on his Instagram story saying I make as much effort with you as you make with me that's why we don't talk anymore and I was like that's really rude so I like replied to it you left me on red ha 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 and he was like what and I was like oh your your story and he's like oh yeah ha ha anyway that really annoyed me and then I went to Pride with my boys, drank two bottles of rosé and sent him a three-minute voice note oh listing, God, voice note. listing no. the ways in which I had made effort. <laughs> even though the story wasn't even about me because obviously he didn't actually care about me. Um, but yeah, listing. I mean, he still like talks to me occasionally now and that was like obviously like a year and a half ago, but um, a year and a bit ago. But yeah, so he wasn't that offended by it. But yeah, three-minute voice note. So you can't get away and, with a voice note and I, saying it yeah, wasn't me, it was my friend because mm, it's your voice. No, and I've never listened to p past 53 seconds, I think, of it. <laughs> and my friends all have, and they're all, like, the outside the room going, oh, my God. Oh, and I'm like, and what, another bit, thing. what bit are you at? And they're like, we're at Romeo Dunn. And I was like, that's not Romeo even near the end. Because I was like, we are Romeo Dunn. But that wasn't the end of the voice note. And then you carried on talking. <laughs> But oh he still talks to you to this day. Yeah. Like, if I see him, if I see him out and about, he'll be like, you're right, I'm like... Like he found it really funny, luckily. Right. Um, but probably did think I was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I have a boyfriend? Because <laughs> I send voice notes that yeah. are longer than 53 seconds yeah. long. Come on, Bass. 
once I got really drunk and oh, um, and I sent a video to all my friends by accident of me with someone. By accident? Yeah, to like my friend's group. Not your mother included or anything like that. My sisters were in the group. It was like, no. a, it was like my group of a holiday group. And I no. sent a video to the group, which they all still have. <laughs> so, yeah. But can you laugh at that now? I mean, I'm sure at I the time they, you were They laugh about it. I still don't laugh about it because it was quite a graphic video. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, we will ask you the ins and outs of that one. I think we get that one. So yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gone back with an ex and then thought, "Why did I do that?" No, like cause I haven't had like proper boyfriends or anything. But like I do, and I know I'm really stupid. Like I say to my friends, "Oh, such and such has like randomly popped up and text again." They're like, "Are you not going to text him back? Are you? Because he's horrible." And I'm like, "No, of course I haven't." <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like you have a good supportive yeah. like, system of friends in place. You just don't listen to them. No, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like literally, there was, there was one guy who I was texting for quite a long time who was an absolute wrong one, and I used to have to sit and work out which of my friends like knew that I hadn't blocked him because I'd get, I'd send them and they go, you're going to block him now? Yeah, I've blocked him Definitely now. Have. I've blocked him now. And then I'd be like, right, so she thinks that he's blocked. She thinks he's blocked. She thinks he's been blocked for months. Um, like, so I, was, I, was, I can't ask any of them. And my friends are like, if you run out of people to ask advice of, you should probably get rid of him. There you go. How about you, Vess? No, once I close the door, it's closed forever. I'm really, oh, wow. really, really good at like removing someone from my life. It's like, I never even think about the person again. Once I've, someone's disrespected me because I always think, look, I love you, but I love myself more. And That's I, good. And if I loved myself truly and honestly, I wouldn't allow myself to be disrespected. So if I feel like I've been disrespected by someone, I can like cut them off, block them. And I won't even, genuinely, my brain won't even think about that person again. That was going to be my next question. Do you go as far as to block them on every social media platform also? I wouldn't block them because once I cut someone off they are genuinely cut from my mind but I only block them because sometimes like Instagram pops them up on your explore page and right. I don't genuinely want to see stuff that they're doing and I don't want them to see me anymore like I don't want them to see my life and that's the only reason but I've like walked past people on the street straight walked past them who's like I've been seeing for months and not felt anything because wow. I genuinely think if you disrespecting me what insanity is like defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. If someone's disrespected me once, there's no point in giving a second chance. They're going to do it again. And that's why I always find it so weird when like all my friends, they, they're in these relationships where it's going on for months, the breakup and then back together, breakup, back together. I can't comprehend it because right. me personally, once, you're done, you're once done. I'm done, I'm done. If someone's done something that bad, I'm done. But I think, you know, like in my situation, especially I've got three kids yeah. by three different fathers and I've blocked two of them because <laughs> I don't <laughs> see them anymore. But one of them I still follow and we're really good friends and we're raising our great daughter together. So I have the best of kind of both yeah. worlds. I've done it that way and I can do it now the other way where I am still friends with, with a lot of my exes. Yeah. Too. Um, let me ask you this. What is the best way to get over an ex? Or somebody you've been dating in your case? Anyway? I think take yourself out of the situation. Like by blocking them, mm -hmm. so obviously mine was a bit of an extreme situation. Um, but yeah, block them off everything. Don't look at it. Don't go and look for things you know are going to upset you. Yeah, and just try and occupy your time and fill your mind with your friends and your family. Because sometimes once you have an ex, I think you go through that that interim of the the following days or weeks, going, I'm going to do payback. I'm going to post this picture and look like mm. this, or I'm going to go out on holiday and and live it large with my friends, and then they'll see my life. Not that you want them back, but you just want to prove your point. A mm. lot of girls do that, and a lot of guys do that too. Yeah. It's natural. I think yeah. that's very natural. But I think when I I always weigh up the situation, and I try and evaluate who that 
person is as a person because I do think there's two different people in life there are people that are really good people that mm -hmm. do bad things yeah and there's people that are really bad people that occasionally do good things that make you think they're a good person yeah so I agree I, with that and actually. you can get fooled by either very quickly so if I feel like this person is a bad person that fooled me for a year months or whatever into thinking they was a good person but they're a bad person and I will remove I will remove any emotion for that person and I won't try and get their attention and I won't do anything but if I do think someone's a good person but they've done bad things that I couldn't accept then I you know I'd count my blessings of what I have learned from that relationship like in your case I'd be like okay I've got two beautiful children from these mm -hmm. people so that's my blessing and you're like you know now yeah. I've got this beautiful career and like yeah. I'm still an honest general genuine mm. person and I will remove that person but I'll, I'll be happy for them but if they're a bad person, I can't be happy for them. I need them just gone. But how do you get over that initial hump of, OK, we're no longer together. I've removed you from my life. I've severed ties. How do you actually mentally and physically get over that, especially if you've been so close with somebody? I think by learning to love yourself and learning to look in the mirror and say, wow, I am beautiful. Wow, I'm a strong, powerful, independent person who has my shit together. And if you, once you truly do love yourself, it's easy. So I had a lot of therapy um, during my time in the villa and I learned something really amazing from my therapist, which was I sat there one day and I was feeling really down and really, like, sorry for myself. And I was saying, I didn't do enough of this and I did too much of this, I didn't do enough of this. And she went through and said, right, well, what did he do that annoyed you? And I said it all and she's like, so he, you didn't meet his needs, but he also didn't meet your needs. So you're going to meet someone who is going to meet your needs as much as you meet their needs. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought... Like, it's just turning it, it on its... Yeah, perspective. Turning it on its head. I think you have to remember in life that it's not you, your thing. If mm. something goes against you, it's usually their thing. It isn't your thing mm. all the time. People are so quick to be like, oh, no, I didn't do enough. I didn't do this, but it's not your thing. It's his thing because you are perfect the way you are. You are enough. Mm. You as are long as beautiful. you're working yeah. on yourself at the yeah, same time. Yeah, as long as you're working on yourself. Which we should always be doing anyway. But if you're not right for someone, that isn't your thing. That's his thing. He's not right for you. Now, have you ever had friends that have gone on a dating app and it's actually panned out and worked out and they're still together and they're happy? Yeah, I've got, um, I know people that have like got babies and getting married Me from too. dating apps. Right. It's funny, I was um, with Car Craig Revel Howard. Yes couple of days ago and I was like he was telling me all about his boyfriend and I was like how did you meet him and he goes on Twitter and I was like wow and they're together two and a half years happily in love he just moved in together like they, yeah. they moved in together and so it does work out yeah I was like in, in shock a little bit well I, even crazy I was in New York the other day with my friend and he met his wife on like this app where it's like a swingers app where you go to parties to have with, with a couple there was a couple to have sex with other couples and stuff. And so he was just dating a girl for like two days who he had met in New York. And she was like, oh, do you want to go to this sex party with me? And he went there. You know some really interesting people. Yeah. Do. I know. <laughs> and anyway, he went to this party and he's now married for six years and they've got three kids to a woman he met on this app no at that party. Way. Yeah. How weird so is that? So it does work. I mean, I don't mind dating. Like a lot of the people that I date are in London because um, like they're, in the sort of business in London and stuff. And you're in London for how many days? Six. Six days. Go on, Amy. <laughs> um, so I date a lot of people in London, but a lot of my friends at home would be like, oh, no, it's too much effort day. So I think that you can set the filters, that like you can set your age brackets and you can set your... But then I think as well, if you set your age bracket from, say, like 20 to 26... Like miss what, someone at 27. What if the love of your life is, is the 27-year-old? Yeah. yeah. 
I always think there. that I make mine 18 to 99. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Any location. Yeah, I'm like, I like global 18 to 99 because he's out there somewhere. I do. I think so. I think so. Well, both of you, it's been a pleasure finding out all about you. Thank you very much for revealing all that. Oh, God. <laughs> Your secret's safe with 400 million people. <laughs> I did reveal a lot. I want to say a huge thank you to Amy Hart and Vaz J. Morgan for joining me on today's episode of The Truth Flirts. And to you, listener, please do subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. Join the conversation by following at Badu UK on Instagram, and don't forget to download the app where there's a world of honest data waiting for you. <laughs>